Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Mike Lee. Uh, Mike, give everyone a bit of a background to yourself. Okay, well, I am a real estate investor. I'm a full-time real estate investor based out of Toronto, Canada. Um, I use a virtual wholesaling and flipping model. Um, I got into real estate about three and a half years ago and uh, quickly realized that properties in Toronto are like way too expensive for most people. So I tried to focus my investing on uh, cities and towns further out so I could get, you know, cheaper, cheaper prices. Yep. And uh, ultimately that led to me running a business where I'm, I'm mainly doing just virtual wholesaling and flipping and a little bit of buy and hold, but that's mainly what I do. Awesome. If you don't mind, um, a little bit of origin story. How did, how did this, like, I'm sure that there's a progression to getting to that point where you're running your own virtual wholesaling business. Um, how, where does this start? Where, where do you start with this? Okay, uh, I'll give you a quick <laughs> briefing on like what I was doing before I even got into real estate. And then yeah. um, I was involved in another business, which okay. I ended up transitioning from that business into real estate. So from a young age, I mean, even when I was like 15 years old, I was, I, I was actually selling light bulbs, saran wrap and aluminum foil door to door. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I was the kind of guy, like even at high school, I was like selling sneakers and stuff like that. Right. So I, I already had like probably some kind of an entrepreneurial mindset, yeah. but I didn't realize it. So I actually, as I started growing up, I tried to work corporate jobs and I worked many different jobs, yeah. but uh, I somehow like just didn't fit in exactly. So I ended up over, over the course of time, I ended up getting into sales roles and I did sales for about seven or eight years um, from my early 20s to my late 20s. Uh, I was a marketing director at a solar company, which where we actually, we were a solar brokerage. We would um, offer options for residential homeowners to get solar panels on their roof. It was all covered through government incentives. And what would happen is the government would allow a certain number of applications per year. Once they exceed that the amount, they would actually shut down the program, which essentially puts our business in a quote unquote lockdown. And I'm using that (laughs) phrase because people actually understand what I mean when I say that these days. Right. So, um, we went through like three of these lockdowns and, you know, they would last like four, let's say four to six months. So we would go from making decent income. Like I, I built myself up to a point where at a time I believed I was making okay income. Yeah. But we keep getting shut down. And by the time the third shutdown rolled through, I decided to to get into another business that was, in my mind, more secure, which led me to ultimately going to real estate meetups, meeting other investors. I was very fortunate to go to an event where I met some of the biggest wholesalers and flippers just by by accident. And then... When I figured out that what they were doing, I was like, wow, I got to get in on this. And the next day I was literally wholesaling full-time pretty much. (laughs) That's awesome. So, okay. So you want to start doing wholesaling. You want to, you decided that's where to go. Um, It was like to go from zero to full-time wholesaler. um, I'm guessing mailers, like how, how do you progress into that? 
Okay, so from zero, like zero knowledge. So at least I had sales and marketing experience. Right. So yeah. I figured that I actually, I looked into different parts, different niches of real estate investing. Right. I figured out very quickly, I didn't want to be a real estate agent because I, I didn't want to deal with all the, you know, I, the clients that people deal with, I, did, I just felt like it wasn't a good fit for me. Okay, so. I didn't want to be an agent because I didn't want to work weekends and evenings. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much a must, right? So yeah. I, I, I kind of decided I didn't want to do that, but I wanted to leverage my, my sales and marketing skills. So I, right away, I just started gravitating to wholesaling. Yeah. Um, and the way I got started, I didn't, I didn't know what a motivated seller was exactly. So I set that as one of my goals. I need to know. I need to thoroughly understand what exactly I'm targeting here. So I, I literally just went on Kijiji. I started calling literally everyone that was selling their house, including like people that were even renting their houses too. I was just like, Hey, you know, yeah. I'm looking for a house to buy in your neighborhood. And I, I saw your ads. So I thought I'd call you. And sometimes they like at the beginning, I would waste a lot of time. Like I, I would see a house for sale in London and I would just tell the seller I'm in their neighborhood so I could go see it. Yeah. But after a couple of months of doing that, I gained a lot of knowledge and understanding of what a deal was. And then I was able to build up from there. So once it took me, there was like a learning curve about, let's say three to six months. Yeah. And then after that, it was like, I just started building up a bunch of momentum. And so like, what things did you learn? You're like, you're learning that you, you didn't know, need to go on site. Is that kind of where you're going with that? <laughs> um, somebody needs to go on site. Doesn't okay. have to be you. So let, let's just say that you're uh, buying a property and you live in Toronto and the property's in, I'll give you the, I'll give you the farthest example I have so far. I bought a let's property. I bought, I bought a flip in uh, St. John, New Brunswick yeah. last year. Um, I just sent the contractor there to give me a quote. And I said, if, I'm not, I'm not even going to work with you unless you give me a full photo and video walkthrough. So I need it to be detailed. I, I actually made an instructional video on how to do this for people. Oh, that's golden. <laughs> so if I've never worked with them, I'm just like, Hey, there's a 15 minute video. Here you go. Here's my link. And, uh, that's been working for me so far. Okay. Well, let's backtrack slightly. So okay. <laughs> instru instructional video, C can you, can you help me? Give me an instructional video. What, what do I need to train these people? Cause I have an instructional video for how to take photos and I'm like, maybe we can join forces and make the amazing video. <laughs> okay. Um, well, there certain I, things I, you want like pictures of, or like what, what, tell them what, how did you lay that out? Okay. So there's a video and there's a checklist. So okay. the checklist is a, like a Microsoft word document. It says, Hey, I need, I need two angled photos of each room of the house, yeah. which would be like, for example, like I'm, I'm actually in like a, the first floor, like a, a living room area in my house. So I would say, take take a one photo from this side of the room and another photo from, from the other opposite side of the room. So I'm seeing both sides of the room. I'll ask the person who's taking the picture. Usually they have a, a smartphone. Yeah. yeah. So I'll think say so. use, <laughs> use the wide angle lens mode on your phone. Um, which means that it, it'll actually give you a bigger view. Yep. Um, I'll say to make sure that it's, um, 
the picture includes both an image of the floor and the ceiling. So then you really can like, so that they're not aiming it too high up, too, too low. Okay. Um, in terms of, I haven't done this video in a long time. So I, I'm sorry, I'm putting you right on the spot. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, I'll make sure that the HVAC is, there's pictures of the HVAC. I'll make sure there's pictures of the electrical. Um, I'll make sure there's pictures of the exterior. And then on the video walkthrough, I have, you know, I, I can't get into details on it right now because I haven't done this. This video, yeah, yeah. I filmed it a long time ago, but I would say to them, you know, like when I'm, when you're doing a filming, I would explicitly state how exactly I want them to pan the camera as well. Ah, uh, yeah. You know? So like what exactly what I'm doing with my hands right now, I'm kind of moving in like a square motion. Yeah. In certain rooms, you can do that and you get like a really good picture of what's going on in there. And in certain rooms, you actually literally need to walk in and kind of like trace around the room so you can yeah. get a full idea. When I started investing in the US, I did it by myself and had to go through the growing pains of doing that. GlennSutherland.com slash coaching. A 12-week coaching program done one hour per week over Zoom from the comfort of your own home. Classes are kept to five people to be able to answer everyone's questions. Shortcut the process. Make fewer mistakes. Curriculum available at glensutherland.com slash coaching. Cool. I'm going to jump on yours and add some more points just for people who are listening. Please so, do. Please do. Yeah. I like to look a uh, picture from the edge of the side of the roof to see if there's like multiple layers of shingles, condition of the shingles, a zoomed in photo of the shingles, the, the eaves trough, if it's attached to the house. Um, what else do we do? Um, oh, inside and outside pictures of the windows to see what condition, yes. if they're leaking, if there's mold. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm doing the same thing. I'm kind of winging this as well as we go. <laughs> but anyway, I think we're building a, good, a decent checklist. People are getting the idea that it's, it's, you don't need these. The, the, the better photos are like the more detail you can get, right? So um, especially if you're wholesaling, like even when I'm buying from wholesalers, they, they tend to show you problems. Like anything you looks anything that looks off to you, send a picture of it. And is the exhaust hooked up for like the furnace, the, the uh, hot water heater, if it's gas and all those sort of things too, right? Because sometimes they're I, not hooked up at all. I, I think the point is that yeah, I do want to see the problems as someone that's coming in as a buyer or even a wholesaler. But yeah. don't take a picture of the toilet as a picture of the entire washroom. Like I need to see the whole thing. I do want to see the toilet if it is an issue, but you know, I, I don't want to see like a, you know, if there's mold on the, if there's water damage on the ceiling, don't just take a picture of a leaky ceiling, like show me the whole thing so I can get an idea what I'm working with here. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Okay. So where were we talking about before we went way off track on this uh, uh, video? I got started. I, I, I did about three to six month learning curve yeah. and then I started building momentum and um, the way I actually built momentum in the start you're going to find, maybe find this kind of funny because I, I, okay. I listened to, I listened to one of your podcasts last night. You're talking about hard money loans. Yeah. So, um, the first property I have already wholesaled like six or seven deals. Yeah. And then I went into a property that I ultimately ended up purchasing and wholesaling. I picked it up for 175 grand. It's in Kingston, Ontario. It's a bungalow. It was a bungalow with like a one acre lot. Like it was like actually an amazing deal. But at the time I was still kind of an amateur. So like, I didn't even realize how good of a deal it was. Yeah. The sellers, um, they got a job offer. They're, they're like a husband, wife couple. They got a job offer 
uh, to, to take over a retirement home. Hmm. All expenses covered. Like they don't have to pay for anything. But the caveat was they had to relocate in like a week or less because that, that retirement home, whatever it was, like they really needed staff. Yeah. So like they, they would have everything covered, including like even their cell phone and internet bills. Like it was like full all expense covered. So they just told me, listen, you can take this house. We're not even going to touch it. Like everything that's here now and what you see, the furniture, the living room, you know, the t I think they took the TV, but they left a lot of other stuff. Right. And yeah. I said, we're just leaving it as is. So in a, they negotiated the price with me. They gave me 175. Yeah. I went to go get it appraised. It appraised for 275 as is at the time. And, uh, I decided to close on it with a hard money loan. So I got a 65% loan to appraised value, yep. which I believe was like, ends up being like 190 something. Yep. After paying lender fees, I, I think I had like an eight grand credit check on closing. My first ever close. I was still crapping myself. I, I don't want to swear <laughs> on your podcast, but I was like <laughs> crapping my pants. I was so nervous. And yeah. looking back on it, it's like the deal was so easy. It was like basically a joke. <laughs> <laughs> So we just cleaned it out. Like we used the eight grand. We just cleaned up the house and we sold it. Two seventy three. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, like for your Canadian hard money loan, uh, you said that you only got eight grand, and there looked like there was a lot of meat in there. Like, was what were the fees like on something like that? I don't remember exactly the the fees right now. Um, but I, I like think to ask you questions that are really old. <laughs> No, it's okay. Yeah. I, I believe it was like a three and a half or 4% broker lender fee. Okay. Yeah. So it was high, high points. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know me. It's the yeah. first time I'm ever closing on a property. Right. And, um, I also didn't have a lot of money in the bank either. So, you know, if they look at that, it's, I don't have a lot to show them. Right. So, yeah. um, uh, I believe it was like three or 4% lender fee. I don't exactly remember the interest rate, but it must've been like, 10, maybe like 10% yeah. interest only. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And how long did it take you to sell that place? <laughs> the, cleanup, the cleanup was a week and then the, the listing was like five days holding back offers and it was, it was sold within five oh, days. Pop, pop. Then. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Cool. All right. So this has been an, actually a really meaty podcast. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of gems in here. We, we still haven't even got to like your business to what it looks like today. So take me down this track, and uh, we'll, we'll get there some point. Okay, so that first deal happens. Um, at that point in time, I actually ended up partnering with an individual. He's a realtor, yeah, and he also had a lot of experience in rental management. And he's he, I had wholesaled him a deal, and he came back to me, and he was like you know that you could be flipping some of these houses and making more profit. And why don't we figure out a way to do this together? Um, so that first deal that I like, that I actually wholesaled, there was like, that was the most profit. That was the most money I ever saw coming into me at once. Yeah. And I was like, holy cow. Um, but I was relatively smart about it. I did not, I like, I think I went out for dinner and I literally invested all the rest of it back into marketing and, and growing the business. So um, before long, I had a whole bunch of, of new deals coming in all off market deals. Um, I started working with that, that, uh, partner. We started, we started actually doing renos and flips. And then I started realizing that not only can you buy properties virtually, you can also flip them virtually as well. Okay. Yeah. So 
fast forward to, I mean, really what it progressed to was like, we started picking up properties with a, fa a much faster velocity. Um, in the end, I ended up uh, parting ways with that partner. So we did a certain amount of deals together, but now I'm, I'm doing this on my own now. Yeah. Um, well, when you were doing that, did you, how did you structure that for being a wholesaler? 50-50. 50-50. Okay. 50-50, everything 50-50. Okay. Sometimes we'd raise capital and bring in more JV partners and then we'd change the spread a little bit. Yeah. But anything that was between us was all 50-50. Like we opened a corp and we, we kept everything. And then who qualified for the loan? He did or you did or together you did or a new corp did or... Most of the deals are all private money, right? So it was just the okay. same way I just explained to you, you know, loans to appraise value. Right. Um, later on, we got into get doing construction loans as well. Yeah. Um, which uh, I think you've explained on some of your, your podcasts, but basically like we, we get an as, an as is value on the property and as complete value. Yeah. And then we get a loan um, on closing based on the as is value. So let's say maybe 70% loan to the as is value of a property, but the lender would be willing to lend up to 70%, let's say of the as complete value. So then we actually have what's called like a reno uh, construction draws. Yep. As we start doing the work on the property, our lender will continue funding the deal. Yep. And then, um, uh, this might be a stupid question, but I'm, I'm assuming whenever I do this in the States, I have a hundred dollar fee for every draw is to have some inspect. Is it similar to that? Or do you, was it just, they just trust you when you say I need some money? <laughs> um, we, so it really depends on your relationships, right? Um, yeah. at the beginning there's less trust. So you usually will pay more fees, but you know, for example, like right now at the stage that I'm at with some of the lenders I've worked with, like they're repeat, they've been, they've, some of them have literally been working with me over the last three years. Right. So um, we usually will send them like a, the latest photo and video updates and we'll be like, Hey, you know, here's where we're at, you know, drywalls, you know, installations in, framing's done, installations in drywalls in, and uh, we're requesting another draw now. And then we'll, they'll see that in the photos. Right. So. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So you got this built up, you're doing some of the projects yourself. You're still flipping out some of the projects you're doing it all. Um, any systems, software, any way that you keep track of this, it sounds like you got a lot of leads, some sort of follow-up system. How do you, how do you keep this all uh, making sense for you? Okay. So, wow. That's, that, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big question. Sorry. A big question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I, okay. I'll, I'm going to go back to pretty much when I started like gaining a lot of momentum, started picking up a yeah. lot of properties. Cause I, I didn't, it was just myself and that one other partner. Yeah. Okay. So I was the full sales and marketing division, like acquisition, of the business. I was raising money as well. And I was basically running around everywhere. Um, you could do it yourself where you're handling a lot, but I believe once you start to scale up an operation, it becomes very difficult to do it a hundred percent on your own. Right. I met a lady, I was down in Nashville uh, last week. Yeah. I met a lady that actually managed to do 40 deals, mainly wholesales and flips like on her own, no team. And I was like, you're crazy. <laughs> You're like superwoman. Like, <laughs> but year one, I was actually doing a lot of those, those same things. And yeah. we, we needed to build, build a team. So we ended up bringing on a project manager to help with managing the renos. Okay. Um, an operations manager to help with managing like the ins and outs of the company. Okay. And um, we eventually ended up hiring 
an acquisition person as well. And, and fast forward to today, I, I also have a disposition manager in my company as well. Okay. And then the, do you keep these people, are these like Canadians or are these like virtual assistants, like over some other country? <laughs> I, I actually have a virtual assistant that started working with me when I was in solar. Yeah. I think she started working with me in 2016. Wow. It's almost been like six years, maybe let's say. Yeah. Um, she's still working with me now. Okay. And she's in the Philippines. Everybody else I'm working with is in Canada. Awesome. Awesome. This is really cool. Um, look at my watch. Should we continue? I think we'll wrap this up and maybe we'll have to have you come back again in like six months or something. We'll, uh, we'll talk more about the, uh, the actual virtual real estate, but like, um, I, I know this is, this is great. Like there's a lot of checklists, a lot of stuff that people could take out of this. Uh, Mike, if people wanted to, uh, track you down. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Okay. Um, I'm not on social media a lot, but you could, my, my, my Facebook is Michael Lee. Good luck trying to find me. Like that <laughs> there's a couple of them. <laughs> there's more. Yeah. There's a couple in like just Toronto alone. Um, on uh, Instagram, it's at official Michael Lee. <laughs> yeah, go figure. Yeah. Yeah. And then if, if you want to send me an email, it's, it's Mike at 416 homebuyer.ca. Awesome. Thank you for coming on the show, Mike. I, uh, I do really appreciate it. Thank you.